This podcast is brought to you by Viking Capital, your best friend in swimming pool financing for over 20 years. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Pool Magazine Podcast. Today, I'm chatting with one of the top design firms in the country. We're talking with one of the most well-known design firms in the industry. Two individuals made a reputation for themselves for building high-end luxury pools and producing jaw-dropping designs. Today, we have Benjamin Lassiter and Scott Cummings of the award-winning design firm Design Ecology with us. An absolute privilege to have both of you on the show today. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Now, guys, most of the folks in the pool industry already know your reputation for years, but why don't you give our listeners a little bit of bio and backstory about Design Ecology and how the two of you met and first got started in the industry? Go ahead, Scott. All right, I'll take this one. Um, yeah, so Ben and I uh, have known each other for years, but we, we originally met uh, when I moved to Austin, Texas in, in uh, the end of 2005. I, I was moved down here by a, uh, a landscape architecture firm uh, for my experience in, in swimming pool design at the time. And Ben was working as a, uh, as a, uh, a project manager for, for this company. And I was, I was brought in to be a, a pool designer, landscape designer, as I was working on my uh, uh, landscape architecture license. We worked together there for several years uh, and we both went our separate ways. Ben kind of start, had started his own smaller company and I went out and was working for another, another more pool-based uh, our pool-focused uh, design-build firm, also in, in Austin, San Antonio area. And we were awarded a project uh, to build two very high-end swimming pools at a luxury hotel in downtown Austin. And I really needed a, a very capable, very, very talented project manager to help me oversee the construction of those, of those two pools once I, I had the, the plans approved and permitted for construction. And so we ended up bringing Ben in to help project manage both of the, the, the installation of both of those swimming pools. And through that process, Ben and I kind of hooked back up. Um, and, uh, and when I went out on my own, we decided to, uh, to pull our resources and join forces and uh, create what is now uh, Design Ecology, Design Aquatics. And uh, we are a landscape architecture uh, design build firm that specializes in estate master planning uh, and high-end custom swimming pools and water features. So I, I handle all the design and sales side of the business and then handles all the construction administration and, and business management side of the business. So it's a really great partnership. It's, it's a 50-50 partnership and we, uh, our strengths uh, each lie in, in, in the area of the other's weaknesses. And so I think we make a great team and we've, uh, we've really been, been uh, very blessed to have some, some fantastic clientele they have given us the opportunity to work on some, some really, truly amazing projects. And it's been a lot of fun and it's been quite a ride. And I'll, I'll tag on to that. And uh, when I went out on my own, uh, I, I always felt comfort in my strength in construction, even though I did have a background in design, I was doing a lot of projects uh, and I would be gung-ho into building them. And I, I would just kind of lose interest in the next sale or the next project coming up. So I'd finish a project, but there'd be nothing waiting in the wings. Um, so I always envisioned myself having somebody there in design and sales that could be taking care of permits, could be budgeting jobs and, and preparing them. So I really didn't have to just stick my legs in, in that pool per se. Uh, I really didn't have to go home at night and design. And I didn't have to do all that because I was out busy building during the day. So when the opportunity through, through the project Scott mentioned uh, that we teamed up on, when the opportunity came where I was like, you know what, I could have a partner here that not only enjoys, but thrives in the design and sales side. Um, while I can go build, it just it became a perfect, perfect match at a perfect time. And, you know, Scott pretty much explained the rest, but here we are. 
Yeah, it's kind of like a yin and yang partnership. I mean, one handles all the design and you're an expert in all things construction related. And it seems to be like the perfect dynamic for the two of you, kind of like a lifelong uh, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen kind of partnership, right? Right. And and there's occasions where we, we kind of butt heads and one of us will put our foot down and say, you know, no. But, you know, there's no hard feelings. There's, you know, it's Scott. Scott has his, you know, his he's licensed landscape architect and I respect that. There's certain things that design wise, he's not going to let leave the office or not let be representative of our product. And in construction wise, there's some things I just have to look at and say, you know, we can't build that or we, we can't meet the client's expectations with that budget. Or there's, you know, there's, there's certain push and pull or yin and yang as you put it, where, you know, we, we know our role and we, um, you know, we make it work and we get along great. Oh, that's awesome. The design process, the build process for uh, high-end luxury pools, I mean, what's that like, you know, working on these high-end builds and working on these master estate planning projects where there's like multi-million dollar pools involved? So on the design side, you know, everybody's different, you know, and it's, it's not really, there's not a really a one-size-fits-all solution to the process, although we do have our general flow and, and process for, for how we like to do things. But we really want to tailor the experience to meet the client's needs. And it doesn't matter if they're spending, you know, $150,000 or a million dollars. It's each one of those clients is going to have their own, their own preferences and, and what they want to see and, and what they need to be comfortable and make decisions. And seldom are those things the same. So we really try to gear the experience to meet the client's needs as much as we possibly can. But uh, but my process is going to start with, you know, uh, uh, typically a just a brief meeting where I like to use a consultation and I, I, I like to do a person, if we can, here at the, at the studio where I can sit down with a client and, and just talk about their visions for the space or, or what their goals are for the project. So we can we can just begin to put together a design program, a, a, essentially a series, a wish list of items to include in a project to, and for us to look at some imagery and, and for me to get a better feel for their taste and their personal design style. So that when I go and I visit the project or when we go and we see the project, we put ourselves in the space, we can try to look at that through the client's eyes and interpret their vision for the space. It's, it's very easy for me to walk onto a, to a job site and design something that's going to be great for me and, and, and something that I think is going to work perfectly and look great. But the challenge is with design, especially with, with high-end clients, is they have a specific vision. You have to understand that vision and you have to help them bring their vision to life. So I always feel that it's very important to get to know them as people and get to know their tastes and their and their and their families and their and their lifestyle and just just who are these who are these guys that we're working for. Try to put yourself into their shoes and how they're making decisions and tailor that experience to meet their needs. So that's really what we what we try to do. And we we have a, a pretty specific process that we follow um, through the design process. But there's lots of options and, and lots of, of of customization for the uh, for the client. So picking up where he left off of the design side is where I really start getting involved is budgeting, buildability, and actual you know construction process and turnover. Um, with a lot of our, our clients, their their budget is irrational to a normal person. They see something and the average person looks at that and goes, oh, that's that's $100,000 for that statue or for that sculpture or for that light fixture or for... A lot of times our clients are making decisions that are not based on budget, but based on what they want. So it's taken us uh, some time. It's getting used to it that when a client comes in and shows you a picture, they may not care what it costs. They, they want it executed. You know, they want the design and the implementation of what they want 
executed really i mean obviously they do have some consideration of budget but you have to get used to being able to throw out really really large numbers without being scared because some of the projects uh you know we've we've worked on projects tile just tile alone uh exceeding half a million dollars uh, for the tile install and that doesn't include the pool structure and that's you know that's something that not your average person is ever going to see uh deal with sale know how to plan know how to program and and first of all just look your client in the eye and say Hey, I know your last pool tile was $4,000. Uh, we're going to be $450,000. You know, that's, you just got to get used to being able to have those conversations uh, and know how to bring them to life. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll speak to that as well. With clients, you can't, uh, you know, what's out of our budget or what's a, what's a big budget number to us is not, is not necessarily what it is to the client. It's their, everybody's budget's different. It's tailored to them. So you don't want to make any judgments. You want to prejudge people at all based off of, of, of what you can afford, you know, it, it's, it's not the same and they're not looking at it the same. So, so I, I just try to put the numbers out there. I, it's the first thing I do when I'm presenting budgets is here's the big number. There it is. And let them tell me if, if that's something that they uh, are interested in. If they want to see a revision on it. So, uh, so that's exactly right there. You, you can't judge people based off of, based off of assumptions. You just have to let them tell you uh, what works for them and what doesn't, and then tailor the uh, tailor the design uh, to uh, to meet their needs. And just don't don't be limited. And then implementation. Once once the design is sold and budgeted, and, and the project's underway and starts becoming real, I jokingly refer to some of our construction as full scale mockups because no matter how many sets of hand rendered designs or or construction documents or three D models you make, when you actually put the project in the, in three dimensions, in real construction, in front of the client, sometimes it's not what they were expecting. And you have to be able to take it on the chin and, and say, hey, you know what, that's that's not what you wanted. Well, we're going to change it. You know, maybe a retaining wall was too high or the bench seat obscured a view or, you know, there's just some things out there that are imperfect that you can't always plan for. So you have to be able to look at your client and say, you know what, you are paying a premium for our services we're going to make this project right either on our dollar or on your dollar, you know, and that's all always negotiable, um, but we're going to make it what you want, no matter what. And that puts the client satisfaction first. And that's why we get so many referrals and repeat clients uh, is because we make sure the client walks away from the project in love with the project and in love with the space. And then downhill from that, they, they love us. Well, I wanted to ask you, you know, some of the challenges that come with actually implementing some of these really modern pool concepts from the engineering side, you know, executing the design is often very difficult and comes with its own set of challenges. Maybe you could speak to that, Ben. Absolutely. So the modern design swimming pool, you know, it, it appears simple. You know, there's, there's a bunch of straight parallel perpendicular lines. They appear simple. But to get that simplicity is really, really complex. And it, it takes a lot of forethought, it takes a lot of planning, and it takes, it takes a lot of coordination between different contractors, subcontractors. And an example, we recently had a, a project that was the foundation of the pool and the home were being built about five, four or five years ago. And that's when the general contractor and I were having the discussion about how the interior tile for the house was going to intersect the pool. So we were already laying out grout lines for a pool four years in advance before the stone was even ordered. And that's just one of those things where, you know, the edge of the pool, instead of having an interrupted zigzag grout line, had a nice, clean, you know, very refined finish. But that planning literally 
it carried through the entire house so that that simplicity was continuous throughout. Um, it took a lot of time. It took a really, really weird dimension. Uh, this, the, all the, the stone tiles had to be cut at 49 and three eighths of an inch. So we, we were working with an odd dimension stone. Uh, and then we had to make that, that dimension repetitive throughout the pool uh, and, and the steps adjacent to the pool. Uh, it, it was very complex. Um, and then take that another step forward. We do a lot of work on, on hillsides, cliff sides. You know, the, you don't just go in the backyard and dig a hole for that. I mean, you're, you're working with soils engineers, uh, you're working with structural engineers, you know, and instead of it being like a typical pool where your excavator comes and digs a hole and then the next day you've got your forms and, and your rebar and your plumbing going in, we may have six months worth of structurals going in on a pool before we can even think about the actual water holding vessel. And then you know, how do you get all your, your plumbing into the pool when you're on the side of a cliff or, or is the equipment going to be under the pool? And then you have to sleep for everything or, or make accommodations for the equipment to get down the hill. And there's a lot of foresight and planning that goes into all those things that the same stuff that goes into a normal pool, but you have to have them on your brain six or eight, 10 months in advance. Um, and if you forget one pipe, you can't just, you can't just fix it because you're dangling on the side of a cliff or your access is no longer there because you took the scaffolding down. There's just, there's a lot of challenges that come with, with some of these complex builds. Hey, Scott, in designing some of these really high end projects, like what's your average uh, lead time? That's a very, very good question. Um, so it varies wildly, you know, as, as I go back to everybody's an individual and, and everyone has different things. We've sold projects kind of from start to, to finish in a, in a rough, you know, before we get into construction document prep in, in just a few days. And then we've had some that take over, well over a year in design. So it's, it, it varies wildly. And right now demand is so high. It's uh, uh, we just can't keep up. So our backlog is unfortunately longer than, than we really like as far as turnaround is concerned, but uh, there's worse problems to have than that, I guess. So yeah, our process is right now it's a little delayed or a little longer than we'd like it to be, but we're really, you know, on average turning conceptuals around in, you know, three to six weeks and then, and then through design development and, uh, and kind of budgeting, that's, that's probably another six to eight weeks. So, you know, on average, I'd say projects are, are typically in development um, for uh, two to four months before, before they can be, uh, be sold. But like I said, some take much longer than that if they're, if they're very large, or very detailed projects, or if the client is, uh, is wanting to see a lot of alternates or, or, or changes. But uh, our design piece are structured to, uh, to allow for as much or as little design time as the client really wants to, uh, to uh, invest. Has COVID-19 seen a lot of increase in business for you guys? Yeah, COVID has been an interesting phenomenon for us. You know, it was it was interesting because when when things first started getting, there's so much uncertainty at the very beginning of 2020. In fact, the city of Austin sh shut everybody down. We had a, we actually had an open open excavation right next to a very high dollar home, and they came in. The city came in and tried to and tried to, to uh, run our guys off of that construction site. And, and uh, <laughs> we had to, to gently remind them that, that if they wouldn't allow us to finish what we were doing or at least stabilize that, that hole, that significant damage could result into the, to that home and it would be, it would be their responsibility. Uh, once they were reminded of that, they, they insisted that we go ahead and continue with what we were doing. <laughs> so, and then by the time that that, that had happened, um, then uh, Governor Abbott had come out and, and said that we were, uh, or had, had declared us to be essentially an essential service so we were able to continue working through uh, most of the shutdowns. And then 
really, as the, as the, the shut, shutdowns went on, people were spending much more time at home. They were uh, they're spending a lot of times a lot of time just in in their environment, and they realized that that their home environments could be a lot better. And so we've seen a, a huge boom in people just wanting to uh, to improve their their home lifestyle uh, and create uh, uh, essentially an oasis or a refuge at home. Uh, and, uh, and, and it just, and, and that's how we look at it is, you know, I look at it as what we do, you know, sure. Building pools, doing, doing landscapes and, 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 uh, estate plans is, is, is the actual thing that we do. But, but what we really do is we're, we're improving people's lifestyles by providing an environment that is, that is relaxing and welcoming and tailored to, to meet their needs. And, and that's really where you get a lot of job satisfaction is, is being able to, to see people's people's visions brought to life and, and improve their lifestyles uh, through uh, improving their home life. Hey, Scott, are people understanding that, you know, construction is taking a little bit longer than normal? I mean, uh, basically everybody wants a pool right now. <laughs> yes and no. I mean, there are certainly, there are definitely people that, that have called and, and they don't understand or they don't accept it. And they just, and I tell them, you know, right now we're sold out till well into the fall. And uh, but we can have them swim in, you know, for for 2022. And, and as soon as as soon as the season's ready, that's that's kind of realistic time frame. And they're like, well, no, we, we're not willing to wait. We're just going to go ahead and do something else. So and that's fine. That's not the right client for us. We're not the right the right uh, designer contractor for them. We don't claim to be the uh, the best fit for, for everybody. You know, there's there's certainly uh, there's certainly a match when it comes to designers and, and, and uh, contractors that, that work works very well with certain clients and then certain clients that we're not the best fit for. And I understand that, uh, but yes, for the most part, for the most part, um, our clientele has been very understanding. They they understand the lead times of the materials is, is, is harder to get. They understand um, um, that in order to make exactly like they want, it is um, it's going to take some time, and, and they're willing to, to make that. Happen. Yeah, and on the on the construction and projects that are already underway, um, not only did we have the COVID nineteen challenge, but we, we experienced catastrophic freeze here in Texas in February. That freeze really set everybody back. It took precedent for new construction. Um, that combined with city offices being closed for two weeks, really, we had a very significant delay in in construction. You know, and then there's there's material shortages caused by uh, supply chain management. I'm sure some of that has to do with uh, the shippings in the Suez Canal. Um, there's been an extraordinary amount of delays on the construction end, but we're we're wide open. We're very uh, we don't keep any secrets from our clients. We let them know, hey, if there's going to be a shortage or a delay. We're going to work our way around it, but uh, you know, we let them know that we're going to try to keep things moving as smoothly as possible. Um, even though it may not be our original construction track, we try to maintain those new, those new expectations with the client and so that we're not constantly moving the ball, but not every day or every week have a different story. Um, so we, we manage expectations on the construction end and um, everybody seems to be in a really good place. Well, that's good to hear. I know the story is not the same across the entire industry. I mean, I know you guys are facing big challenges with the Texas pool freeze, took a lot of that equipment out of circulation for the repairs. And I know that labor shortages continue to remain a problem too for skilled labor. It's one of those things that, you know, if you want a pool right now, I guess you got to understand that, you know, the industry is facing some challenges. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly right. And we, in fact, we we would love to be able to hire some more people at this point in time, but uh, it is uh, it's challenging to find qualified and uh, and skilled people. It's, the industry is busy, and it's um, and it's it's uh, it's tough. Honestly, with these types of luxury and ground pool projects, you're really becoming more and more involved with multi-million dollar backyards. What's it been like to transition to becoming like a high-end luxury design and build firm? Um, well, we started out 
in the, I mean, we didn't start out building, building for the clientele that we're building now, but we've always been kind of in that high end, high end uh, swimming pool range, a luxury item for sure. But I think where we've really excelled and why we, how, how we've been able to tap into that market is really just from trying to make each project we do a little bit better and not shying away from, from requests that are not, uh, that are not your everyday project. We want to build things that are unique and different and challenging and exciting. And that's what people in the high end market want. They want something that they're not going to go to their next door neighbor's house or their friend down the street and see something similar. They want something that's truly tailored to them. That's unique and different and exciting. And if you can deliver that, that's what, um, that's what, uh, what they are willing to pay for and what they want to be able to do. They want their space to be unique. And to go along with that, we've always worked really well with home builders and architects. Um, Scott being a, a registered landscape architect really helps. Um, you know, he speaks their language. Um, he's a design professional. Um, so when it comes to planning these, these difficult or high-end or complex jobs, having uh, another professional at the table makes it a lot easier to, I guess it makes them want to work with us more. And then I work with the general contractors really well. And I, I, I hate to say that I prioritize them, but I understand that when we're working for a general contractor, as, as opposed to a homeowner directly, that, you know, they, they plan, plan, plan. Sure. I mean, you guys are working on a ton of projects this year. Uh, you guys working on anything exciting that you want to tell people about? <laughs> yeah. Some of them we some can't them talk we can't, about. But, <laughs> but there are some great ones we can too. Um, we're actually one that uh, we just went to this morning is a, is a great project. And it's, it's really fun because it came to us from, uh, from a client that is one of my old clients. I've, I've known him for years and, and through him being a client, he's really become a friend more than anything else. And he's, he, uh, we've done, I built his, his first pool when he first moved uh, to Austin years ago. And then we, he bought a, he moved and bought another house and, and we did an all tile interior finish uh, remodel on that pool. And so he referred us to a friend of his that wanted to do an all tile remodel on an existing pool. And so it, this pool presented a lot of challenges because it was built in a very challenging location. They were changing the, the, the way that the, the decks worked around the pool. So the flow and the circulation was all going to be different. And the material uh, was a dramatic upgrade, but, but the, the homeowner already purchased th this tile material and it was, it was a very challenging installation. So, so we uh, brought in Danilo of Art Mosaics who is a phenomenal Italian mosaic artist. And he's just done a spectacular job of transforming this pool into an absolute work of art. And so I'm really excited to, uh, to show that one off pretty soon. That's, a, that's a one that's just about finished up. There's just a few details to, to wrap up on it and, and get the tent down off of it and fill it up with water. Um, let's see, we've also got, um, we've got um, um, a couple of uh, partnerships with, uh, with Diamond Spas where we've done some stainless steel vessels uh, in some really challenging locations that are, uh, are going to make some great photographs for sure. Um, and then we've got a ranch project that's about to get started that one of our, our actually our newest designer, Brittany Duncan, has brought in a wonderful vision to, uh, to our design studio. And she's come up with, and this is actually the second, the second pool. Our uh, second property we've worked on with this client, but she's really identified with them and really was able to get a great feel for their vision and is bringing to life what's going to be a spectacular, spectacular range project, including pool and cabana and outdoor living spaces, landscaping and, and irrigation, whole nine yards. It's, it's really going to be a, a, a phenomenal project when it's done. And it's, and it's, it's great because we're, we're involved in all of the exterior spaces from, from the pool itself through uh, all the outdoor living stuff and kitchens and bathrooms and, and planting and, and 
and the whole estate. It's it, it's going to be it's going to have a, a little of our touch on 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 the whole place, and I'm really excited to see that one come together. Yeah, we're really excited to see what comes out of your design studio next. I mean, these projects are really incredible. What steps did the both of you take to further your education in pool design and pool construction? I mean, that stuff doesn't come you know without a lot of study and schooling and going to the right programs and, and learning from the right people. I mean, what did you both do? Right, right. Well, I'll start and I'll let Ben finish because he's got he's got uh, uh, some really great uh, uh, pedigrees on in, in his side. But, but you know, my basis is is uh, I'm a landscape architect. I, I went to Mississippi State University and, and uh, obtained my, uh, my uh, landscape architecture degree. And then I've, I've um, worked for California under a, for a large landscape, uh, commercial landscape architecture firm for, a few years in the Sacramento area, and then uh, I moved back to uh, to Tennessee, where I'm originally from, and I went to work for a guy who was doing high-end swimming pools and landscapes. He, he, he had a degree in landscape architecture, but it wasn't really piqued my interest. I'd always been interested in water features and swimming pools, but it really piqued my interest, and it and it it drew me in, you know, working for him uh, in in the pool business. So it, it's very niche for landscape architects to be uh, to be. And so involved with swimming pools, but it's something that I've really uh, grabbed hold of and, and have, have enjoyed. And it's something that, that I get a lot of job satisfaction out of. So, so with that, um, you know, we've become involved with Dave Peterson, Watershake University and, and the class offerings that they have, as well as uh, Tributary Revelation, which is a, a professional group of, of like-minded high-end builders across the United States that periodically, you know, two or three times a year, we'll, we'll go on case stage trips and we'll go and visit with different builders around the country and look at some of their projects and see how they did things and talk about, okay, this is what worked well and this is what didn't. Here's what I would do differently or here's what was a great success for these projects. And I found that to be a very valuable thing. But yeah, most of my education is my traditional landscaping, uh, landscape design education, or from continued education that I do through um, ASLA, the Association of Landscape Architects, to maintain my license, or then something through Watershapes University, we quite a bit of that. I, I know Ben has been very involved in Genesis as well, and, and, and Ben uh, even teaches a few classes, so I'll let him speak to, speak to his uh, education. I have a degree in horticulture from Texas A&M, and when I graduated, I got into uh, got into landscape, both commercial and residential, and then it ended up at the firm where Scott and I met. That firm had, was a partnership very similar to what Scott and I have. It was a, a pool builder and a landscaper had come together. Well, that's where I had my exposure to the pool business. Uh, the partner that was building the pools really saw that I had a, you know, a knack for that side of construction, and I could dual manage a project. I could take a project that was a pool and a landscape, and I could run both sides of it with my background in, in horticulture and landscaping. And it, it was back in 2006, uh, I was looking through a pool spa news magazine or something, and I, I saw an advertisement for the, the Genesis 3 construction school in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, so I went to that class. I got my boss to pay for it. I went to that class and that's, you know, I met some of the guys like Scott mentioned that are just pillars of the industry. You know, at that, I met. Brian Van Bauer, I met, I met Skip Phillips, I met Dave Peterson. And, you know, it, it really was, that was the seed that, that was the moment where I, I know I want to be in the pool industry. There was so much I learned that I didn't know. That one three-day class was more eye-opening to me than any other three-day, you know, amount of education I've ever had. I just really realized how much I didn't know and how high the ceiling really was. And even though I thought I was doing really high-end work at the time, in reality, there's other guys out there that were just you know, mountains and mountains ahead of me. So it was, uh, it was encouraging. It was inspirational and it was enlightening and all of the other 
uh, motivational words you can think of at the same time. And then the same could be said, the hydraulics class that I took from Dave Peterson in 2009 uh, as part of Genesis back then, I just really didn't know how much I didn't know until I spent three days learning about how water moves. And I came back just, you know, with this new enthusiasm for pools and water and how it works and what I'm doing wrong and how I can make it better. And, and then every opportunity after that that I, I had, I, I sought out. I mean, I went to all the, the regional the conferences and shows. I went to the national, international pool and spa show. And eventually I, I became uh, Genesis SWD, the Society of Watershape Signers, and also became Genesis faculty. I taught some classes that were really just a kind of a, a peak of what we do as a company, like how to master plan, how to tie in design and construction how to tie in landscape construction with the pool. And then eventually, uh, as Watershape University formed, uh, I also became faculty of Watershape U. Um, inconveniently, that coincided with COVID. So there haven't been a lot of teaching opportunities yet, um, but I am surrounded by other members of Watershape U and Genesis still that are, are some of the best, most bright, knowledgeable people. And you can't help but learn when you're around people like that, you know, I, mean, I could throw a hundred names out there, but anytime we're, we're around our peers, you, you learn something new. And every time you learn something new, it just it's just like a reminder that you don't know everything and you're not the best and you're, there's always room to grow and enhance your education. So it's just a self-fueling fire that every time you, every time you learn more, you, you can't help but want to learn more and do better. Well, I mean, I, I talk with builders all the time from all over the country, and I ask them frequently, and I'm like, who are some of the, the builders and designers that inspire you guys? And frequently they tell me, you know, design ecology, what they're doing down there in Austin is amazing. You know, I got to ask you guys the same question, though. I mean, who are some of the builders and designers that really inspire and speak to you guys? You know, I, there's a couple of kind of old landscape architects that I really find inspiring and, and I love their work. Landscape architects and building architects um, and, you know, kind of beyond the pool industry. I would say that that some of my biggest inspirations would be uh, Lawrence Halperin, who was just phenomenal. Um, and then maybe Ife um, Jones, who, who was a brilliant uh, architect out of uh, Northwest Arkansas. But um, but for specifically specifically pool related stuff or, or current builders that I find I find inspiring as far as design work, you know I I like to appreciate design that that is different from my personal taste or things that I don't see or or visions that are, are different than my own. So so I like um, you know I, I really like what um, what Lee Russell's doing uh, down in, in Baton Rouge. Uh, he's got a very traditional style of uh, you know like New Orleans Garden and and kind of South Louisiana feel. And I love the I love the materials that he's working with down there. He's he built a really beautiful project. I think that uh, that uh, Kirk Krasinger is doing a, a phenomenal job with with his design work. Um, I like, uh, of course, um, Jeremy Nagel. And then, you know, there's, there's all the, there's all the really high end guys that, that everybody knows, you know, Paulo and Skip and, and uh, Brian Van Bauer and, and those guys. But, uh, uh, but really, you know, it, there's a lot of people that are, you know, even just up and comers that are, that are doing new and exciting things that are, that are fun to see. And, and uh, you know, I, I just love looking at that and, 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 seeing stuff that's that's different from the really contemporary stuff or the, or the types of things that, that we do here at, uh, at Design College. So there's lots of inspiration out there for sure. You know, into the design and as much as anybody, I'm, I'm really much more of a technical nuts and bolts kind of guy. So whenever I look at a really well put together set of construction drawings um, or a really well plumbed, that's really whenever my 
my design brain goes off because I, I, I look at the structure and like, yeah, I could, I could build that. But when I look at the plumbing of, a, of an equipment room that may be three stories below the pool and how well everything is, is planned and how well the, the organized the pipes are and the plumbing and, and labels and, you know, just the mechanical nuts and bolts. Uh, Dave Penton is, is at the peak of that mountain. I, I, when he posts pictures of, of some of the work he does or whatever, he's teaching a class and he shows some of their, their plumbing work. I know none of the pretty stuff that everybody else is, is looking at would even be possible without all the planning that goes in, you know, before the concrete, before the rebar. So I really, you know, Dave, like I said, Dave Pitton is there. Um, Dave Peterson kicks out some amazing sets of plans that I've actually had opportunity to build off of. Um, Kirk Krasinger, his planning, his, his plan sets sometimes are 20 or 30 pages deep. And, it, you know, the, the design work that goes into every nook and cranny, uh, not just the stuff that people see from a distance, but the stuff that's buried in concrete. That's the kind of stuff that I really, I really get a kick out of. Jason Brownlee does a phenomenal job of, of building out construction documents. And then, you know, like I said, I, I could go on and name all the same people Scott just named. And, and we all know the Titans of the industry, but the ones that I really, really appreciate are those guys who know how to put the abstract thought onto you know nuts and bolts and how to build it in plan and then executing those plans both visually on an aesthetic side and mechanically on you know a plumbing and engineering side. Thanks guys. Basically before we close, I wanted to ask you one question. I mean if there was anything that you can impart to a uh, builders or landscape architects or anybody who's interested in getting into the foray of building and designing luxury and ground pools, what would you suggest for them? I mean, what would, what would be the, uh, the things that you would want to impart to them? I would say, make sure you understand the product that you're selling before you try to sell it. You've got to, you've got to understand the my, my biggest issue with, with a lot of these plan sets that I get, even from people that have a decent reputation or supposedly, you know, may not be specializing in swimming pools, but are, are drawing things is I see dangerous mistakes that can cause someone to be injured and or a code violation. And I, I wish more people would take the time to understand the codes, understand the, the, the reasons for them, understand the need to, to properly size plumbing. Uh, but spatial standards are very important. Uh, the slopes of breaks in the pool, the, the, the links and, and protection for even basic things like diving envelopes, which are, are, are misunderstood often. I, I think that if you want to step into the world of, of high-end swimming pools, you need to really, really understand what it takes to build them and what it takes to build them safely uh, in a way that's, that's, um, that's going to be successful for your clients. So they're not going to experience failures or disappointments in those projects. So understand how to install that tile uh, properly, understand the, the need for, um, for pricing things right. I mean, you, just, it, you can't try to be, you can't try to be the best of all worlds. You can't, you can't provide the, the lowest price and still, and still build the highest quality product quality, the highest quality costs more because more goes into it. You can't, you, you just have to, to take the time and put in the effort to understand it and to, uh, to, to know what you're doing. Absolutely. If I had one thing to say, it would be know your business, dial in your business, your business model, your, your short-term and long-term goals, your accounting, your office management. You know, Scott and I, we started and we did, I think our first year we did a little bit over 300,000 in revenue. And we doubled that every year 
for several years. So we went from a, you know, a partnership, a legal partnership, obviously, but we were friends and it was just kind of like, okay, well, I, I remembered every check I wrote this month. And I remember every check we received and every trip to the bank I went, we went from that to having millions of dollars moving through the bank account every year. Uh, we grew so fast. We didn't know, you know, what, what we were, we didn't, we couldn't look at our books and go, well, we, we showed a profit last month because we just, we, we just grew so quick and we didn't know who we were. Um, and then the, the, the task of, of finding out what our business really was, like, are we making money? And if we're not, where are we losing money or where are our inconsistencies in our profit? The, um, the forensic accounting that went into getting us on track was, is because we're still having to figure some of that stuff out. It's a three-year process. And now I'm, I know my business or our business so much better. And it's, it's really just a click of a, of a report away that if we ever have some issues, we, we can look at them and it's real time. It's no longer a guess. It's no longer uh, intuition. It's no longer um, just going, yes, I think sales were up in September because we were busy. It feels like, you know, we were just guessing for, for five, six, seven years. We were just kind of throwing it out there and it, it was working, but we didn't really know how it was working. Um, and now that we've, we really made, I, I, I can guess that probably a quarter of our hours now, mine and Scott's, probably go to working on the business, not working for the business, um, making sure that our systems are improving, making sure that we have the, our, our accounting rate, you know, our, our taxes filed, our everything, everything's in order for our CPA. And then, you know what, how can we clean up? Um, how can we change a turnaround from three weeks to two weeks? Like just knowing, knowing your business, knowing your, your systems and imp constantly improving your systems. If you're good at business, you'll find a way to make a profit and be a good, builder on the outside. Obviously you'll have to have a good product. You can't just build garbage, but if you're a good business, you will succeed as long as you're, um, you're, you're keeping both sides, the, the side that everybody sees in the, in the photography and the, and the side that nobody sees inside the office. If you keep both of those on track um, and don't let one off the rails, cause it's easy to get busy and go build and let the business kind of quote run itself but it's not really running itself. It's, it's, there's stuff going on. You may not know, but keep that business side on track from day one. Don't let it go astray and, and success will follow. Yeah. I think that is really valuable advice to impart to these guys. I mean, it's not just about building a great pool. It's also about, you know, running a successful business involves, uh, you know, managing all of the back end part that comes with that, like knowing where the money goes and paying taxes and knowing your net position on jobs and whether you're profitable, you know, I mean, all that stuff is important. So that's great advice, guys. Yeah. Well, and I'm going to add on to that just as an emerging for designs. It was, uh, you know, a couple of sketches and our profit came when we sold the job. Um, and, you know, it was a little push and, push and pull between Scott and I, but eventually it convinced him to be like, hey, let's let's charge a, a simple flat fee. I don't know if it was $250 or $300 or something just to cover the basic amount of time that it takes to put that thing, that plot plan in AutoCAD and, and sketch it out. And once he did, like, that actually weeded out a lot of people. That, that The people that weren't, weren't really looking for us to build their pool, they were just looking for a free design. We, those people kind of went on to other builders. So all of a sudden there was more opportunity for us to make money in the design office. And that grew and grew and grew. And now our design office is virtually self-sustaining, meaning the, the design fees we charge, they, 
they cover all the salaries and overhead of keeping our office doors open so that we don't have to sell the project and get the construction revenue to keep the lights on in our office. So I don't have to be building in order for our office to be sustainable. I mean, basically you're speaking to like, you know, say no to free design, which I think is, you know, a great idea. I mean, basically yes. if they want your design, they'll pay for the design. Well, the thing about it is you get what you pay for. And with anything, you get what you pay for. With a car, you get what you pay for. With, with furniture, you get what you pay for. With design, you get what you pay for. And if you're giving away, if you're giving away your design, you're not valuing, you're not devaluing yourself or your design or your ability to design. So so put some value on it. I mean, there, there's definitely value in your experience and in your, your knowledge and in your creativity. So uh, my time's valuable. My experience is valuable. My, my design ability is valuable. And people who value good design, uh, great clients do value good design. And they're going to be willing to compensate you for that service that you're providing. So absolutely, you say no to free design. That's just devaluing yourself and devaluing the industry. We're, we're definitely big supporters of saying no to free design. Outstanding. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely agree with that sentiment, guys. By giving away these designs, you take away all of the work that goes involved with sitting down for three hours in front of Structure Studio, VIP 3D. I mean, all of this stuff takes so much time and to do it right. I mean, it really devalues the artistry that's involved in putting together a sophisticated 3D rendering for a customer. You just said it. Um, we're paying for these softwares. I mean, we, we pay for, we pay a tremendous fee for an AutoCAD license for for SolidWorks and SketchUp Pro. Um, and I know there's other industries that use Cool Studio and VIP, but it, it, those, those are free. And your time on those, if you're giving away your design, not only are you giving away your time for free, but you're actually giving away your costs of operating those softwares for free. So it's you're, you're a, it's a losing proposition, no matter how much you sell that pool for on the back end. If you're giving away your design, it, it's a losing proposition, and it, it just it, it drags the industry down. That was Scott Cummings and Ben Lasseter of Design Ecology, a leading outdoor living design build firm out of Austin, Texas, widely respected in both the pool and landscape industry. That's all the time we have left for today, and a big thank you to our sponsor, Viking Capital. If you're looking for a pool loan or financing partner, check them out on poolloan.net. Make sure to subscribe. You don't want to miss our next episode. I'll be talking with the designer of the Incredible Plus Pool Project, a new design concept that's taken social media by storm. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll catch you next time on another episode of Pool Magazine Podcast.